This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast. Before we get into the sh- today's show, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and hit the notification icon to hit or to be up to date with everything on the show. Also, it's free. And thank you for the amazing sport and hope you enjoy. But before we get into the show, I want to say this. Please head over to the deluxeeditionnetwork.com where you will find the podcast of the month, which is Barrel Age Flicks and History I'd Like to Fuck by Don Brody. Also, go over there and check out the Denny's, which is an award show that you, the fans and loyal supporters, can pick the categories and vote on them. You know, you'll have fun doing it. And let's get on with the show. So last week we talked about the 70s. Today we're talking about the 80s and the history of the Minnesota North Stars. In the middle of this transition, a historical night awaited the North Stars. On January 7, 1980, Minnesota was scheduled to play the Philadelphia Flyers who came to Bloomington sporting the NHL's and Major League Sports' longest undefeated streak, a 35-game run which included 25 wins and 10 ties. An all-time record Met Center crowd of 15,962 squeezed into the arena, which would remain the highest total in all 26 seasons of the North Stars franchise. Minnesota ended the flyer streak with a 7-1 victory, seven different stars scoring seven unanswered goals. In the quarterfinal round of 1980 Stanley Cup playoffs, the North Stars upset the four-time defending champion Montreal Canadiens in seven games before ultimately bowing out to Philadelphia in the following round. With the addition of new players such as Minnesota native and ex-1980 Olympian Neil Broughton and sniper Dino Corelli, the North Stars had five straight winning seasons starting in 1979 through 80, which included back-to-back trips to the Stanley Cup semifinals first against the Flyers in 1980 and then against the Calgary Flames in 1981. By defeating the Flames in 1981, the North Stars reached their first Stanley Cup final only to lose in five games to heavy favored, heavily favored New York Islanders. On November 11, 1981, the Winnipeg Jets visited Met Center Field by an eight-goal score second period and a four-goal seven-point night by Bobby Smith. The North Stars scored the most goals in an NHL game since 1944 in a 15-2 victory. Following the 1981 NHL realignment to a more geographically grouped configuration, the North Stars found themselves in the Norris division. Dino Carletti scored a franchise record 55 goals in just his second season in 1981-1982. Leading Minnesota to its first division title, the team, however, bowed out of the playoffs in the first round against the Chicago Blackhawks. In the summer of 1982, 
General Manager Lou Nini, orchestrated one of the franchise's biggest moves ever, landing a star in the making by drafting highly coveted Brian Bellows. It paid immediately immediate dividends as Bellows would score 35 goals in his rookie season of 1982 through 1983 and help the team to finish with 40 wins and 96 regular season points, both the most ever recorded in the 26 years the franchise was based in Minnesota. Once again, though, the North Stars fell in the playoffs to the Blackhawks, this time in the second round. Beginning in 1983 and 84, the team was determined to erase the failures of the previous two campaigns and came close to doing so. This was a season of change for the North Stars and their fans, as Bill Mahoney, a defensive-minded teacher of the game, took over as coach. Very early in the season, a major trade shipped the organization at all of Minnesota and the NHL. The popular Bobby Smith was shipped off to the Montreal Canadiens for a pair of defensive-minded forwards, Keith Action and Mark Napier. The team posted the second highest victory total in its history with 39 and won its second North Division crown in three years. Luckily for the Stars, the North Division was very weak that year. They were the only team in the division to have a winning record that season. In the playoffs, the North Stars finally defeated their rival, the Chicago Blackhawks. Minnesota won the series 3-2, then eliminated the St. Louis Blues in seven games. Only one team remained between the North Stars' second Stanley Cup final appearances appearance in four seasons. Wayne Gretzky's Edmonton Oilers, which we all know what's going to happen here. It was a tough high-scoring series, but Edmonton's star-studded lineup proved too much for the North Stars, and the Oilers swept Minnesota in four games en route to their first Stanley Cup championship. After the 80, after 1984, the franchise had only one more winning season in Minnesota. In 1985-86, seemingly the franchise hit rock bottom in 1987 and 88 when it won only 19 games, still the second fewest wins in franchise history. However, the North's division was so weak that year, only the Detroit Red Wings finished with a winning record. That and Toronto Maple Leafs were fighting it out for their last... That they and the Toronto Maple Leafs were fighting it out for the last playoff spot from the division on the last day of the season, despite having the two worst records in the league. In those days, the top four teams in each division made the playoffs, regardless of record. A loss to the Calgary Flames, coupled with the Leafs' win over the Red Wings, not only kept the North Stars out of the playoffs, but also assured them of the worst record in the league. While the late 1980s saw the franchise draft what would turn out to be their greatest player forward, Mike Madonna. Chronic attendance problems spurred the owners to threaten to move the club to the San Francisco Bay Area against the league's wishes. And that's it for today's episode. But before we go, I would like to say this. Thank you so very much for keeping us as big and as important as we can be. I have to thank my team and publicly I have to thank the Deluxe Edition Network for allowing us to be on their network. And not only that, but for also showing us how to be more successful and give us giving us amazing support. Everyone in the Deluxe Edition Network is so amazing. Thank you so very much. Um, we're almost to 100 episodes for the podcast, and I'm trying to get some guests on for the 100th episode, but then also at the same time, me and my wife, Alyssa, are hoping to get out of the place we're at now and move to a better place. So... If that happens in between that time, just know I'm probably not going to be uploading very much because we'll be moving. We're just waiting for the okay to do so. But um, thank you so very much 
Also, go check out the Deluxe Edition Network, where you'll find the podcasts a month, which are Barrel Age Flicks and History I'd Like to Fuck with Don Brody. Also, if you'd like, go check out the network's website, where you'll not only find the Denny's, an award show that you, can, you, the fans and loyal supporters, can pick and vote for the categories. And also, don't forget to check out all the other amazing podcasts on there. They are so very great. And before I forget, don't forget to go on to the YouTube channel at Stephen Jarvis and Friends Podcast. And if you're new to that channel, please hit the like, subscribe, comment, and notification bells so that you're always up to date with every episode I make. And plus, if you're returning to the channel, why haven't you told more people about us? Come on now. We're at 47 subscribers. We're hoping to be at 50 soon. Thank you so very much. And I am bowing out. See you all next time. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com.